Welcome to Till It Tea Time. I'm Melissa, and today I have joining me is Sharon Wilharm, who is a director and a screenwriter. This June, Sharon is releasing her seventh film called Summer of 67. You will learn a little bit about Sharon and her movies in the interview coming up. Also in the podcast, I will be giving a short book review on Sarah Sundin's book, Through Waters Deep. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of tea, or as I like to call it, a cuppa, and enjoy the podcast. Hey Sharon, this is Alyssa from Till It Tea Time. Thank you for joining me today. So tell us a little bit about the movie Summer in 67. Okay, it is a, um, and thank you for having me, Alyssa. Um, it is a Vietnam War love story, and it is told from the perspective of the women that are left behind. And it is based on real events in that my dad was on the USS Forrestal when it caught fire. And so growing up, I heard the story about it. And I always wondered, like, what it was like for my mom and those other women who got the news about the fire, but it was three days before they found out if their men were alive or injured or dead. And so it really made me think about them and what was the Vietnam War like for all those women that were waiting, you know, for their loved ones to come back. Uh, You never hear about that side of the story. You always hear more of, I guess, the men out fighting, but not the women who are at home waiting for them. Exactly. Um, that's that's really neat. So I assume that story that you just told me is what kind of inspired this idea for the movie. It did that and the fact that like, you know, with having protest and a lot of the um, unrest and turmoil, things that are happening in society now. And it just made me think about, you know, our country has been through things like this before. And so I started thinking about how the similarities between like now and things that were going on in the 60s. And so it was like a way to kind of show people that, hey, we've been through this before. God was there. He saw us all through it. And, you know, it didn't catch him by surprise. So would you consider that this movie be a family-friendly film? It is. um, The only thing that like younger people, well, like a lot of younger children probably aren't going to get it just because it's the Vietnam War. You know, it's right. not like, it's not really interesting to them. Um, we do have a suicide at the very beginning, but it's just like the girls witness it when they're young. Their mother, um, kills herself. So that's at the very beginning. It's not explicit. She's just reaching for a gun. You hear a gunshot, but you see them. And then okay. the rest, there's like nothing that would be slightly offensive, you know. If you could choose one part of Summer of 67 as your favorite, uh, without giving away any spoilers, what would it be? Well, there's one scene, and I wanted to have a scene right before um, one of the guys is leaving with him and his wife, and I just wanted to capture, like, the everydayness of marriage, And, you know, she's upset because he's leaving and, you know, he's trying to make it all better. And so I set it in their bedroom where she's ironing clothes and he's packing, putting socks and things in a suitcase. And they have a sock throwing 
just like they're so tense they're talking about it and then suddenly he starts throwing socks at her and there's just this moment of laughter and you know you see the love and then she remembers and then he's comforting her but when I was writing it I don't know I just I just liked it I'm like this is a strange thing to be writing about throwing socks but it I just felt like it captured the ordinariness of marriage and when we were filming it several of the actors and the crew they were all like this is my favorite scene and so we just all kind of agreed something about that scene we just liked. Now, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I look forward to watching it. And um, so not only do you direct it, you also like write screenplays for other movies. So what is your favorite thing about writing screenplays? I like screenplays because of the, like the discipline. They're very structured. They're, everything has to happen at a certain time. You have the certain kind of pillars of the story that this has to happen by page 10 and this has to happen in the middle of the movie. And I really like that structure. I like the working within the constraints of that and all the kind of rules. Um, right now I'm actually working on a novel and it's so different because because you have so less rules and because you have so much more freedom, it's actually kind of harder to me because I'm so used to working within the confines of screenwriting. And I love, I am, when I write, I'm, I don't use a whole lot of description. I'm very just bare bones kind of writing. And so I like that in screen, in screenwriting. It's funny you say, uh, that you're writing, you know, going from screenplays to novels. Now I'm going from novels to screenplays. Um, so it is very different and, but you still have the same, I guess, creative imagination through both of them. So how did you get started writing the screenplays? It was a complete accident. Um, I had written like always nonfiction. I wrote for our local newspaper, um, doing a column where I interviewed local businesses and I would write about church groups and just, I was the neighbor section of the newspaper. And I had never, I wrote for magazines, but I had never written fiction at all. And then my husband was working on a, he decided to do a documentary. And it was about the history of our local town that we had just moved into. It was a historic town and it was just really fascinating. So he was going to make a documentary about it. And he was uh, compiling all these stories. And at some point he said, you know, this would make a really good movie, like a narrative story and, and just kind of incorporate all this. And so he's like, you're a writer. Surely you can write a screenplay. And I'd never even seen a screenplay. I'd done theater and stuff at church, but screenwriting, I had no idea what one looked like. And so it was just kind of learning on the spot. <laughs> oh, wow. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just thrown into that. Wow. So what is one or two of the hardest things about writing screenplays? Um, The hardest is just like trying to trying to follow the rules um, and making sure that you've got everything covered. Like a lot of times I tend not to have clear cut villains, you know, or the bad guy. And so trying to make sure I have plenty of conflict in my story or dialogue, you know, working on the dialogue, trying to get it so that each character sounds different. Um, the plot itself, I find pretty easy. I like, you know, telling a story that way, but I guess it's the little details that make it so much better. You know, I want it to be 
I just wanted to be brilliant. You know, I get frustrated when I'm like, this isn't as brilliant as it should be. Another quick question kind of off of that. Do you like plan your plots ahead of time or do you, when you start writing, does it just flow? Like what is the process that you go through with that? I love index cards. I go through so many index cards and each one's for a scene and I'll have, um, I get a big thing of foam board, like poster board size and I break it up into four sections, the first half and the second half. Um, basically it's see it's act one and then two parts of act two and then three. And then I put my index cards on it and I move them around and I will know exactly what's going to happen before I start writing the story. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not much of a planner, so I, I need to get better at that one. <laughs> so what would your advice be to those wanting to get into screenwriting? Well, I know like a lot of times people will like, I've got this idea. And they want, they, they approach producers, filmmakers, and they're like, I've got this great idea and I want to write a screenplay about it. And honestly, if you're not used to writing screenplays, you need to write the screenplay first and already have a finished product. And the best way like to connect is to enter it. There's a lot of different screenwriting contests like, um, movie guide does one called Kairos and some film festivals have screenwriting. Um, contest in addition to the films. And that way you're connecting directly with filmmakers and they can find out about you. And, you know, it's going to be filmmakers that are actually looking for screenplays because a lot of times, like we only do our own stories. And so I get approached a lot with people wanting us to make their movie. And it's like, we don't make other people's movies. And I'm sure other filmmakers are the same way. So a lot of it is once you write your story, trying to get it out there to people who who were actually interested in buying it and producing it. I know where I live here in Virginia, um, they have a film festival and I think they have a contest every May for um, screenwriters to apply their um, screenplays to them or, you know, submit it. And then they choose like four or five winners every year which is really neat and just kind of um, getting people involved, um, even just in their own state. But so um, as a Christian screenwriter and director, what are some obstacles you have come across and um, how were you able to deal with those obstacles? We have been very blessed. Um, but when you're making a movie, there's an unlimited number of obstacles that you can run into. I mean, every movie, you would think this is our seventh movie, and you would think that it would get easier, but each movie brings its own challenges. Um, you know, you think you've got everything planned, and then something comes up that you're not expecting. And um, I guess the, the hardest thing is just dealing with it, you know, like not getting upset. It's like whatever happens. We're just going to kind of go with the flow. And I used to get more upset. And I realized as the director, everybody is looking at me and they're taking the cues from me. And if I'm upset, it's going to stress everybody else out. And so now I work really hard, you know, whatever's going on, trying to remain calm and easygoing and, hey, we can do this. And um, I think it really makes a big difference. Like we had one filming day where we had all these people gathered and we had people that had come from out of town and one guy that had come from Oklahoma um, to do one of the, you know, 
a, a big speaking part and we had to film outside and it started raining. And I mean, not just like a minor rain, we're talking hurricane. <laughs> it felt like. And so we've got all these people and we're stuck on the porch and we're waiting and time is going and all these people, you know, people have to go other places because they've made plans. And um, we just kind of went with the flow. We ended up shooting in the rain, but we sent some of the people home that weren't necessary. And, you know, like it was, it was pretty stressful, but it was funny. Later on that night, I got a email from one of the moms of a little girl that was there. And she told her mom it was the best day of her life. (laughs) (laughs) That's really neat, though. Um, (laughs) Kind of make the best of the situation. Exactly. (laughs) What is your favorite way to get inspired to write? I love sitting on my front porch. We we live in a Victorian home and we're in a historic district. And I just love sitting on the porch swing on my front porch um, with a cool breeze and just kind of observing the cars going by or the neighbors walking or whatever. I feel a lot more creative when I'm on the front porch than when I'm inside. I don't know why it is, but I just feel smarter <laughs> out there. You know, that's really interesting because... um. I go to my front porch. That's one of my favorite places just to sit and or write. Um, but I don't have any neighbors. So <laughs> I have a view of the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is nice. But that is really neat, though. Um, I love just being outside. It kind of inspires me, too. Now, one last question. If you had to choose between coffee or tea, what would you choose? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I don't like coffee oh, or really? tea. I can choose tea, but I really don't like coffee. But, um, yeah, I prefer Dr. Pepper or water. <laughs> now, now, I have to say, that's the first on my show. <laughs> Most everyone has said, you know, tea or coffee. So um, that's really great, though. And um, so just for everyone who's listening, how can listeners find out more about uh, Summer of 67? Well, our website is summerof67.com. Really easy. And we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. And so each one of those, if you just look up Summer of 67, you'll find us. Of course, if you go to summerof67.com, you'll find links to all of our social media. Um, and we're very active, um, especially on Facebook and Twitter, where we post daily, keeping everybody updated um, of everything that's going on as we get ready for the release. And we do film festivals and we have reviews. And um, so they can follow along That's there. That's ex- so exciting. And when does the movie release? It releases in Nashville on June 29th. And we'll have a regular week-long at least release. And then we'll be doing like one-night screenings in other theaters and festivals and um, churches leading up to the um, DVD and home home entertainment release on Veterans Day. Well, that's so neat. I'm really excited to see this movie and I'm going to be encouraging all my friends and family to go see it because it sounds like just a great uh, family film to watch and um, just something unique. um, Also, uh, like you said, on Veterans Day to um, kind of honor those who served in the war. But thank you so much for being on Till at Tea Time and really enjoy getting to talk to you and just learning a little bit more about writing as far as for movies, which is a lot different than novels. <laughs> so, but thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.
I'd just like to thank Sharon for being on Till at Tea Time. I really enjoyed talking to her about the movie that is coming out at the end of June and uh, about screenwriting. Now, I know it's been a long time since I've released a podcast. I'm so sorry. I will try to be so much better about posting podcasts every week for you all to listen to. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about the book Through Waters Deep by Sarah Sundin. I was truly surprised by uh, Sarah's book. It made me laugh, cry, and sit on the edge of my seat. Uh, This lovely historical novel will capture your heart. Every character you see in the book, such as Mary or Jim, you feel as if they are in the same room with you. Uh, Mary Sterling is a lovable character. You feel everything she feels in the book, from her fear to her inquisitive mind or the love she has for others around her really enjoyed Sundin's writing style in this one, and it will keep you from putting her books down. Uh, At the end of the book, you feel as if you were each character, and I have read many books. This one will definitely be on my list of favorites. Uh, Mary Sterling, who's the main character, she works in a naval yard. Jim Avery is a friend of Mary's from high school. Uh, He never really noticed Mary, though, because of his high school crush on his best friend, Quintessa. Now, if you are looking for a book to casually read over a period of several months, this is not the book for you. This adventure-packed book will have you turning the pages as fast as you can read. I love this book, and I plan to read it again. And I know there are some others in the series. I have not read those yet, but I do look forward to it, as I just got the next book in the series. So I know it's been a little while since this book has come out, But if you have not read it, I highly recommend you grabbing this book and reading it. And if you read it and enjoy it, just let me know. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys uh, if any of the books I've recommended that you enjoyed. Now, one thing I've tried that's new um, is a tea that my sister-in-law and brother-in-law in Tasmania got me. And it's a lavender Earl Grey tea. And oh my goodness... It's my new favorite thing on earth, (laughs) as far as tea goes. Um, It's just so calming, and it really helps me right before I write. I don't know why, it just kind of relaxes me and kind of helps get the stress away from work earlier that day, but I absolutely love it, and I actually found a local one that's very similar with lavender. Um, so if you happen to be at your farmer's market or you see an Earl Grey lavender tea, I highly recommend trying it because it's going to change your life. At least it changed mine. So next week, I will have my sister on the show with me. Uh, we tried to record a podcast when I was in Tennessee with them. But unfortunately, being face-to-face with my sister... We ended up just recording lots of laughter and no actual voices. So we have decided to do it long distance. That way we can't make funny faces and start laughing. So next week we will be discussing music. She writes her own music and she plays several different instruments. I won't spoil too much, but I really look forward to you guys listening to the podcast next week and learning a little bit more about my sister and talking about being creative in music and writing music. So a little something different for you guys. But I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I wouldn't be doing it without you. Um, as you know, 
I need to have listeners to keep going on. So thank you so much for listening, for sharing. It means a lot to me. And if you would like to be on the podcast, you can go to my website, alyssatillett.com. You could go to Tillett Tea Time Podcast, and there's a form you can fill out, and I will email you back. I hope you all have a blessed week, and this is Alyssa with Tillett Tea Time. Until next week. 